1: MLB news, things are really heating up. It really does feel like the season is happening. Moves all over the place. Stuff in the last week that I highlighted. Stop me when you hear something <laughs> interesting. Tommy Pham to the Mets. Alex Colomay to the Nationals. Old flame. Araldis Chapman Pham. to the Royals. Michael A. Taylor to Minnesota. And then the ones that I actually think we want to talk about. Adalberto Mondesi to Boston. And they signed Adam Duvall. And they released Matt Barnes. That... That's a it's a makeover from a fantasy perspective in terms of guys that I've lusted after at some point.
0: <laughs> Isn't it funny the the guys that you've like I've always wanted to own him. Yeah, and uh, I always wanted to own J D Martinez. I yep. finally had the chance, and it was like his la- it was his <laughs> swan song year. And then I then I just held on to him a little bit too long. Um, wow. Okay. Well, let's let's go from the top. Tommy Pham on the Mets. Is he gonna get play playing time? I don't know, but I find that interesting. I mean, I
1: think. That was that's been Tommy Pham's one of Tommy Pham's main issues for me. Um, if he's surrounded by a decent lineup and he gets playing time, sure, why not?
0: I'd take a look. I'd take a fantasy look at him. Totally forgot that he was on the Red Sox for <laughs> a decent amount of last yes, year. He was. I think that Araldis all to Kansas City is is wild. I saw that uh-huh. in a roundabout way, and and it was
1: jarring. I I don't think I don't think it's gonna matter. I don't think either the Colome or the Chapman changes are going to matter. I don't think they're going to be impactful from a fantasy perspective. But but then again, <sighs> could Chapman be the the Colome of this year, the year that Colome got thirty eight saves on the Twins?
0: Yeah, I think that he he has a he has the stuff to be able to do that, and it'll be nice for him to get out of New York and all the like vitriol. That he all the all the appropriate so, uh, <laughs> appropriate negative press that he's gotten. <laughs> whoa well, well, no no i meant oh. well yes i understood what wait, your your statement um but and just be able to get in the middle of nowhere where everybody's like happy that you're there it's
1: gonna be a lot I, I do think it's gonna be interesting i mean i think i think people are gonna have to grapple with some of this or all this chapman picking him i mean he's been pretty bad even from even from a fantasy perspective. no yeah, he, he hasn't been he's, good been bad he hasn't been good but yeah uh yeah, if anyone was set up to succeed at a, at a new place, I think it's it's him. It's, I'm not worried about Colome, but Colme probably going to pitch for the Nationals cuz that team is a dumpster fire.
0: Um Yeah, no, I think that that's a he could have a 4 ERA and have 33 saves. You know, he's going to be that yeah. kind of guy. Who gets more playing time? Mondesi or Duval? This is a very good question. Playing times in terms of plate appearances yeah. or in ter- plate appearances? Yeah. Duval.
1: I think so too, which is he's gonna have more which kind of too bad because I think the Mondesi pickup is a is a shrewd one if you thought that he was going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, his price is so low at this point, and if you can afford to sit on him when
0: he's injured, then that's good. I don't. You're talking about in real baseball sense or in a fantasy baseball? Sense? I'm talking about both.
1: I'm talking about both. Yeah, I think. Okay. I mean, in fantasy, there's no reason to own him until he shows that he's actually going to play. I think in a real baseball sense, I don't know if the Red Sox are good enough to just kind of give up a roster spot to this guy,
0: to Mondesi. They're not giving up a roster spot to him though, because they have Trevor Story is going to be out potentially this whole year. So he's no matter what he's going to come back. So you have this whole you have a hole. They really have no one to play shortstop. So grabbing a shortstop, it's odd in terms of a move because like. You'd think that the Red Sox would be like, we need to get an everyday shortstop mm-hmm. who's just going to show up and play shortstop, and he could probably play anywhere else on the field. But instead, they picked a player that is very good if he plays, but has no track record of playing. Yep. So, I it, Yeah. Right. So, so I, it's I, kind of, it enough. is kind of a silly
1: choice for the Red Sox who need... Who needs, they need, need a shortstop. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well... I mean it could it could be really good if he does play but of course I've said that every single year that I've thought about drafting Modesty. like this could be really good is this, this year. The year this could be really yeah, good is this, this year. The year I did draft him no, last I, year
0: and then he went down so there you go yeah i it'll be fan, it'll be um it'll be fun to find find out because <laughs> i yeah there, you can see this being like in september yankees fans complaining like how did Kansas City just give away one of their best players when they don't have a team blah 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 blah. you can also see it being it's like we're not talking about this come july
1: yeah yeah yep all right this week we are going to do the same thing that we did for hitting except for pitching we're going to try forecasting innings pitched through some observable trends and see what we can do here okay so the, the product that we're going to talk to today is a spreadsheet that i'm calling the qualitative pitching order Because when I started to dig around in the stats from the previous years, I found that there's actually a a reasonably robust relationship between the pitching order, and I'll define what that means in a minute, and the number of
0: innings pitched. Yeah. Yeah. As we discussed last week, it it makes intuitive sense. I don't
1: know. I I felt like when I actually went and did this, we did discuss it last week, but I felt like when I actually went and did this, I was more surprised by the results than I thought I would be. Nah, that didn't, that didn't that construction didn't quite make sense, but you get the idea. I so I developed an algorithm basically that looked at how many games a guy started and over made sure that based on how many innings they pitched that they weren't being slotted out of order. And then I, based on how many games they started, I just tagged them with a pitcher order. So for the most part, you can think of this as how many games did a guy start in previous years, and so I've got a figure that then ranks people ranks guys by that order number of games started and then the number of innings pitched that they got over the whole season. So you've got basically the pitcher order here and it follows this what I would consider to be a surprisingly tight relationship where your first pitcher on most teams averages something like 190 innings. Your second pitcher <laughs> just is just 200. Yeah, is is down 25 innings from that. It's basically 25 innings pitched All the way down. What's really interesting to me is that you end up with... That means that you end up with your sixth guy is like a high reliever. Like, Mm wait. Like, you think about a reliever, like 50-ish innings. This reliever is clocking in somewhere between 75 and 80 normally. But they could actually
0: be your sixth pitcher. Right. Yeah. It it is sort of... Who amasses the innings for the team? On a good team that that has stability, that means that that is a long reliever who is a good person to lean on, on a really bad team. That's like the, you know, that should be the fourth pitcher, yep. but really there are three guys who just can't stay yep. in the rotation long enough. So then it's that your your sixth pitcher is a starting pitcher who just doesn't get enough innings. Yeah. And yeah, and so, I totally, it makes makes a lot of sense. So now
1: it's the same thing that we looked at. It's the same thing that we talked about two weeks ago, which was, okay, we need to make a batting order for these guys and then we can make plate appearance projections. Okay. We need to make a pitching order. (laughs) We need to make a pitching rotation for each team and slot these guys in. And that's going to be a reasonable projection. So, and it's also nice because you can use this relationship to calibrate sort of uncertainties that we expect in, in innings pitched. The big negative to me before we get into the, the CSV is, is that it's not obvious to me how you update this throughout the season. Batting order is right. tangible, right? It's like, I looked at the lineup. It's not what I predicted. I need to move things around. Pitching order is, is, I mean, yeah, there's a rotation. And I think that's where you start by default is the rotation you assign one through five. But you only get information about where the guy is in the rotation once every five games. So it's pretty sparse information about
0: where the the order of the pitchers Right, because we think of it as a little bit more binary, but we think of it as more binary. Are they in the rotation? Yeah. Are they not in the rotation? So that is a number one if we list them in the top five for and assume that teams are not going to have a six-man rotation. That is variable number one. But I think that there is some reshuffling over the course of the season, right? Which yeah. means that a couple of off days, a couple of rain delays, and pitchers do get skipped. And so if we're talking about if we do put that order together, you know, that number five pitcher when there's a, you know, if you have an off day into a, a rain delay, then that guy's going to get skipped. So we do want to have that kind of that ordinal ranking so that because there is going to be a relationship there. If he if this guy is in the doghouse with his with his manager, mm-hmm. he's going to get skipped more often than not. So he's going to have fewer innings pitched. So, Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we do want to kind of update this over the course of the season. I think it would be somewhat valuable. Okay. And to be clear, I want to be clear, right now the CSV
1: that I have is not the rotation per se. Like, mm-hmm. pitcher one mm-hmm. is not the guy that's going to get trotted out and you, you know, immediately flagged a couple of these. But it is the guy who amasses the most innings for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And so the one that we should talk about right off the bat is the Diamondbacks. Because, yeah, Merrill Kelly... Is their number one pitcher?
0: He got the most innings pitched last year
1: and twenty twenty one. So, I mean, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what to say. I mean, they have Zach Gallant for for those of you that aren't staring at the spreadsheet. They have Zach Gallant. Zach Gallant is obviously going to get the ball for game one. It would be insane to give it to Merrill Kelly, but Merrill Kelly has yeah. outpitched Zach Gallant every year.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh. What what does that mean? Well, I mean, in Madison Bumgarner, who is made of glass these days, too. So,
1: yeah. And so, so I think, so even though this spreadsheet and the pitching order currently has Merrill Kelly first, the, I know that's not the rotation. But I think, so the question is, is it worth thinking about this pitching order as opposed to the rotation?
0: I'm, I'm torn. I mean, I think, I think there's utility here. You're right. Okay. So, right. So I think you are. Okay. Then I, I see what your point is. So in the in my last scenario where I was thinking, I'm thinking about it maybe um, the opposite way that I should be thinking about it. Yes, okay. If there's a rain delay, and then number five guy is coming, uh, number five guy is coming up, or maybe it's a number three guy is coming up. Well, who's actually more likely to get skipped? Is it? It's actually probably the good pitcher that they want to save for a good day. Yeah, is is going to get skipped over. The workhorse guys, so there's so this we do need to think about this slightly more as like, at, I mean, as you said, we need to think about this: as who's going to get the most innings at the end of the season? Not not necessarily who's the number one pitcher. Yeah, because because
1: in I mean, just to remind, <laughs> I know you know, but just to remind us, I mean, the goal is to project the number of innings pitched for these guys, and that's the relationship that we found, and so we're trying to basically get a number
0: behind innings pitch for all these guys so we need them in that order more or less but that means that we should really be thinking of and one of these years merrill kelly is not going to be the as number one innings pitch guy on arizona so we need to we need to figure out how to split the difference between those two he's the number three pitcher or number four um but he gets a lot he he's an innings eater so really we need to slot him in at at number two yeah exactly so
1: i think this is and we talked about this briefly offline this is a spreadsheet that needs some serious hand tweaking so i I made Uh i mean this is the algorithmic one i checked and it's hard to slot guys that shifted teams a little bit um this is but Uh i had an algorithm that that kind of addressed that and now it's like well we got to do the same thing that we did with the with the batters which is we need to look at these and say no that makes it makes no sense some of these and i tried to tweak some of them but Okay, let me give you an example. The Dodgers, the L.A. Dodgers. So Julio Urias comes up first, Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw because he's made of glass, Walker Buehler because he hasn't pitched, and then Noah Syndergaard. I mean, that's basically, that's almost exactly reversed (laughs) of how you actually want your rotation to look if you're the Dodgers. But, you know, we have to be
0: honest about who's going to pitch for them. Yeah, okay. So we got to take a look at these pretty pretty closely. I think that yeah, this is this is a really important piece. Yeah, cuz you should clayton Kershaw should probably be number 4. Yeah. If he gets more innings pitched than um <laughs> than two of the other key starters, then the season probably isn't going well. And note that you should own the um relievers on that team. Yeah, I I mean hmm. It's funny because because we're only a year removed
1: from them saying that they were going to do like a, a six man rotation, right? And now it's like
0: they're always talking about six man rotation. I know.
1: I I definitely don't think they're doing it this year because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't couldn't find one that even worked. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to do with this team. I think this isn't the rotation, but Urias has to be the number one on that team because he's he actually seems like the most likely guy to get innings pitched.
0: He gets innings pitched, yeah. That's part part of the reason why he doesn't get strikeouts is because he, he he gets through he gets through batters. And I see you just highlighted Milwaukee or Brandon Wooder specifically. This is where it was this is again where you make your hay. Do last year he so last year's the third on innings yep. pitched behind Eric Lore. Yep. So this is where we make the decision. Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna make make the leap back into being the number one or two pitcher? From Milwaukee. right because so 2021 is woodruff burns peralta who's actually should be on this
1: list somewhere probably hauser anderson lauer lauer made a big jump last year which is funny because i don't think he's ever been a fantasy asset <laughs> in any way shape or form
0: no but i wanted him preseason because i identified that he can he can get some strikeouts he can get some innings pitch so he's he's really great in a roto sense yeah but if that team is going to do if that team is going to do things this year, if we if we're going to project them as a ninety win team, Brandon Woodruff is not their number three pitcher.
1: Yeah, I think I think right? I think it makes sense actually, right off the top, to swap Woodruff and Lauer. I mean, Burns makes sense, and Burns is a bona fide like actual start the rotation guy and number one pit in pitching order. Yeah, I mean, Woodruff is too though. He had a bad year. He, he did have a very bad year. <laughs> I mean. Let's put Woodruff up there. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm perfectly happy to move these guys around. You're talking about 25 innings pitched every time you every time you swap a guy around, effectively, yeah. which is fine. I mean, but obviously, Brandon Woodruff, if we could get within 25 innings pitched of what he's actually going to get, we would have a much better sense of
0: his value <laughs> going into the draft. Yeah, but and that's why if you had predicted him last year as the number three pitcher, you would have had a lot better sense of like, don't draft him. Um, where his value was right but there was nothing but the the interesting thing here is that
1: coming out of 2021 you wouldn't have forecast him anywhere below two like no you probably thought burns was going to be the number one going into 2022 and then woodruff
0: yeah but yep but woodruff getting passed by Lauer is like oh boy (laughs) any other ones ones of these that that you want to go through i think that the um the uh san francisco is Sort of interesting without without our buddy. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, so San Francisco, we
1: right now have Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, Jacob Junis, and Ross
0: Stripling. I mean, they're... Almost like they're missing a number one pitcher.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I do have a list of guys of note to sign. I mean, they should sign Cueto. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, now that he's a number one. No, they not should. Not that he's a number one, but like... You got to do something with that. I mean, there's a couple teams that could use Guaido at this point. Yeah. So two teams actually that I that I want to talk about as a pair because there's interesting things going on, which is the Rays and the Royals. <sighs> so the reason that I want to talk about them is because I'm going to talk about Ryan Yarbrough as
0: the linchpin here. Yeah. So I, I was going to start manual editing these and then I saw, saw Yarbrough as number two and I'm like, I feel like I need to talk to him before I, I get... Well, so
1: Yarbrough, forward. right, has been an opener for the Rays. But presumably that's not what the Royals are going to do with him.
0: So, Opener, mid, uh, you know, first guy out of the bullpen. He's been everything. He yeah. gets a lot of innings pitched for a reliever. Right, which
1: is why I think the Royals might be looking at him as a real starter. I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the Royals starting lineup. Come on. <laughs> the rest of the Royals rotation. Like, why do they need to have... Daniel Lynch is the guy that I've tagged as their ace, right now. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Yarbrough is the only pitcher that's fantasy ownable on that team.
0: Ah, uh, well, Brad Keller, Brad, uh, Brady, Singer. No, Brady Singer, Brady Singer. You think so? Could he take it? Could he take it up a notch this year? I
1: mean, he would have to take it up. Let me let me just make sure that I didn't move him around. So he was he was their fourth innings getter last year because they had Grinky also, who's gone. Right. And then but he didn't really start. Well, he was the second pitcher in 2021. Maybe, maybe he should be. Maybe he should be their ace. I
0: think he is. I think Singer is. There again, this is where we. This is this is where our chops come in, where we actually make some predictions, and then and then it folds down, and we're not just going off of one year average, three year average kind of stuff. No, exactly. We're putting our flag down and saying, oh, man, it's such an iterative process, right? You have to look, you have to analyze each one of the players and be like, here's you know, here's the cluster that these guys fall into, and this is what their stats look like. And then you got to think about it. And then you have to say, okay, well, let's manually tweak our multiplier here to be able to say, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that Brady's – I want there to be someone else. But, you know, maybe Singer's number one. It, and then give him 180 innings. Exactly. I mean, I pushed this – I don't want Daniel Lynch to get 100. I don't either, innings. but – I pushed this as far as I possibly could with
1: an algorithm. I mean, we're at the same place in this that we were at in hitting, right? Like, yeah. we're at the limit of the algorithm. Now we actually have to look at what's really going to happen on the ground. You know, that kills me from a fantasy tools perspective, but what are you going to do? Okay, sorry. The Rays. Are the Rays yes. going to have a real rotation this year? The Rays of Tampa Bay. Durasmussen. Dura- you got a lot of innings for them. I mean, they, they have Tyler Glass now, who we'll talk about in detail in the future and they have zach efflin who can't be an an opener really and obviously they have and jeffrey springs uh was rather effective yeah and obviously we're not saying they have shane mcclanahan (laughs) so i mean if they were ever if ever there was a time as a team to go to a a real rotation it's it's now but let me remind you that drew rasmussen got more innings than shane mcclanahan last year
0: and then glass now what's gonna happen there i know Zach Zef- Eflin really does feel like he fills that Corey Kluber sized hole. Yeah, I think so. But th- it
1: really makes me think that they're, I mean, maybe on the back end of their rotation, whatever that is, they'll have starters or openers, I mean. But it looks like they actually have, it looks like they actually have, a like, starters.
0: <laughs> it looks like they actually have a rotation now. Do you think that Shane McClanahan is going to get 190 innings? I think he should. On any other team, he would.
1: On any other team, I would say there's no question. It's just the Rays. But that, I mean, that's a big fantasy question,
0: right? Because it's the that's where it's where we make our hay because that that takes him from the number twelve starting pitcher to the number two yeah starting yep. pitcher if we say that he's going to get 190 innings. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you trust, if you
1: let me, you know, I know you don't want uncertainty bands on the denominator, but the uncertainty bands here are really anywhere between 160 and 205. For the number one pitcher, so he could still be he could be the number one and still get 160 innings, which is what we think. Which is more like what we think. So, which is this is the thing that I was gonna, you know, this is wait, what's the number two pitcher? What's what's the um, what's the number? It's supposed to be 25. It's supposed to be 25 innings pitched less for each one. The bands are the band. I mean, it's roughly parallel lines in the
0: bands. So you're talking 190. Minus down to one sixty five is the next guy. Parentheses x minus one times twenty. That's right. Okay. Why don't we just put Drew Rasmussen first and and Shane McClanahan second? Sure. Does that, that doesn't that doesn't launch Drew no. as into into <laughs> orbit? Right. The most valuable pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, so I think so. What I want. Wow, these fantasy tools. They have Drew Rasmussen, number eight starting <laughs> pitcher. Wow, we're really going all over. for No, they're actually like trying to get. Shame McCanahan in the right spot. I think that about brings us to the review session. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw,
1: we did clock him at number three on that on that Dodgers. I, I although
0: I think he should be number four realistically. So No, well this we gotta I think that we need to we'll do some research and decide if Walker Bueller goes up because if Walker Bueller goes over the two of them, it should really be Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, Tony yep. Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, no Syndergaard. That, I think that's the order that it should be, but I don't know really what the story is with Walker Bueller if he's going to come back.
1: And... I feel I feel bad putting Syndergaard down there because you realize we're forecasting him for like under 100 innings at that point. And it's like more than we <laughs> okay. should. All right. Well, yeah, but there's an argument for Kershaw. Anyway, Kershaw actually would be a great number four because he got 125 innings pitched last year. That would put him firmly, I know. firmly in the pitcher number four band. All right. 125 innings pitched in that. 137 strikeouts though pretty good 12 wins 2.28 era and a 0.94 whip that is in 22 games started so you know typical clayton kershaw here he has not started more than 30 games since 2015 (laughs) yeah well well he hasn't he hasn't started more than 28 games since since 2015
0: Uh, so in our entire pod career we haven't known a good Clayton Kershaw. We have never gotten a 30-game, 30, 30 games out of out of Clayton Kershaw. That is correct, and that is pretty astounding. But, but this is why it's it's great that he's on the Dodgers, right? Because I would bet you that his career, he would have done a Tim Limscombe, and he'd be done. He would have mm-hmm. had, like, I bet you he could have had, like, three more 30-game-started 30, mm-hmm. 30, uh, years over the last seven mm-hmm. he'd be out of the MLB by now yeah right so what do you what would you rather have if you're would you rather have Clayton Kershaw still striking out a guy in inning getting an ERA of under two five I mean what the hell I know no it's it's actually amazing I mean 2021 is probably his worst year I mean we kind of we kind of want him to keep keep playing because he's um contemporaries of, of us. i know
1: but 20 yeah i mean he's very contemporary uh 2021 is kind of his worst year right i mean but even in that year 3.55 era 1.02 whip is still only getting 120 innings but i feel like if you're the dodgers and you know that you can plan for that and you have to plan for that
0: yeah what was his strikeout total that year 144 it's totally decent, yeah. and I think that the thing that's kind of nice in the fantasy world is that we've priced that in. Yeah. That he's not going to get to 180 innings, so you just kind of choose that. So his ERA was high, but still got 10 wins and 140 strikeouts. Like that's you kill for that at the point in the draft where you're getting him. <laughs>
1: yeah, except for it hurts you. It's hard in a roto situation because mm-hmm. he's a, he's a little bit better on a on a matchup. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard when you don't have lineup. Flexibility, um, but I mean the nice thing is that the Dodgers have been pretty are pretty open about like well Kershaw's shut down for six weeks <laughs>
0: as opposed to like maybe he'll pitch today maybe he won't they're they're mm, pretty yeah, they're at least yeah, open no, about they're that. just like yeah. you can almost just watch it you can watch an outing and be like ooh Kershaw didn't look <laughs> perfectly out there okay yeah he's gonna be out hang nail it's gonna take but this
1: weeks. so the thing that's really interesting when you look at his percentile rankings <laughs> it's read right across the board. Except for his fastball velocity, which is... It's almost like that's gone down. Which is really <laughs> low at this point. His
0: fastball is 91. What was he throwing? Mostly, he was mostly throwing sliders it. last year. No, no, no. What was he? Th- what? What speed was he throwing on his, on oh, his fastball? Oh, 94 back in the day. Yeah. Okay, so he's never... He's never a fireballer. He's not throwing 98 or no, something no, no. crazy like that. Okay. But man, is he throwing a lot of sliders now in comparison to his other pitches. This is pictures we don't really need to do this on, but do you want to know what his xERA and xFIP and FIP were? Are they very similar to his real values? So his ERA was two point two eight. His <laughs> what do you think? Do you think his xERA was higher? It's or be higher. It be higher. it is higher. Um, do you think it's what, what would you guess it is higher? Oh, maybe two point five. Two point five one. Yeah. Okay. His FIP is two point five seven, and his xFIP was two point eight three. That's okay. That's more or less what I what I would
1: expect. I mean that's that's more or less what I would forecast him for next year for ERA.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's if he's on a good team, he's gonna do better than expected.
1: And he's on a good right? team.
0: He's always been on a good team. He's he's on and, a good team.
1: And it would be, there's no reason to expect that he will ever not be on the Dodgers.
0: At this point, no. Alright, so where do you what do you think his ADP is right now for this the uh... <sighs>
1: Well, that's a great question. Two thousand
0: and twenty-third year of our Lord. I think he's higher
1: than the guys that we've been talking about recently, mm-hmm. and we were talking about them in sort of a block. I I guess I don't know pitcher. So I'm get I'm guess I'm gonna go with pitcher twenty, which gives him an ADP at like hundred and forty oof
0: you we're gonna have to calibrate you on these i'm way um, off what is happening with him adp of 117 okay but pitcher number his ranking is pitcher number 36 36 wow 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 that's low okay and who so who then who have we been doing recently i can't remember like last pod who did we talk about
1: last pod we talked about pablo lopez or we talked about zach gallon last time sorry uh but pitcher number Pop- twenty three. We're talking about Pablo Lopez, Framber Valdez,
0: Carlos Rodon, Shane McClanahan. I mean, those guys are high. Um, yeah, because Zach Allen, Framber Valdez are twenty three, twenty four. 24 right next. It's to funny because I,
1: I actually would have thought garbage. that Clayton Kershaw would be of similar expense to them.
0: We pitcher thirty six. I mean, um, best ranking is pitcher fourteen. This is yeah. I think this is pitcher. And worst is pitcher forty nine, so it's I, pitcher thirty six.
1: I mean, I've always really. been on the high end of Clayton Kershaw. Like I think I always find I personally find those hundred and twenty good innings to be very valuable. Yeah, so I'll take him. So
0: I'll take him higher. Yeah, but then you get pissed off when it's the play. Here come the playoffs, fantasy playoffs, and you're like, "Where's it's Clayton true. Kershaw?"
1: It's it's true because that that is his historical
0: no play time. So uh, here's, here, let me give you. um the 30s 31 okay. is Kyle Wright 32 Jeez. is Logan Gilbert 33 is Luis Severino 34 is George Kirby 35 is Blake Snell 36 is Clayton Kershaw 37 is Hunter Green Nick Ludolo. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then Lancelin and and then Joe Ryan is number 40 so yeah i'd kind of like Clayton Kershaw more than any of those guys maybe Hunter Green I would I would be I would take out of that group first. Right? Nick Lodolo, by the way
1: is Hunter Greens' uh, teammate on Cincinnati. I yes, I see that. Um I, I I don't know why why would I pick
0: anybody else in that list over Clayton Kershaw? Because you think that maybe this could be their year. But I I don't know you, you can cut this back and then play it back for me at the end of 2023, but I don't think Logan Gilbert is going to be a top-10 fantasy pitcher this year. I don't <laughs> think he has a chance. That's, where, that's why you're taking a player over Clayton Kershaw here, because you know what you're going to get. Logan you're Gilbert, 120 by the way. You 110 to 140 innings of A-minus pitching. But that's what I want. I mean, That's what you want. That's I, what I'm you, saying. it's If you don't want to have that in the 30s, then it's only because you think that someone could pop and be a top ten pitcher, which I think Hunter Green could be. He's the only a top one. ten pitcher. He's, he's I, the only one. I mean, come
1: on, Logan Gilbert—that's insane. I'll I will Blake cut this. Snell? I will cut Blake this Snell, and Play it back I,
0: for us. Has been, but yeah, you cut it. You cut and play it back to us. Luis well, Severino was one time. Uh, yeah, but Severino's ship has sailed. I mean,
1: I I think also Severino is a number 4 pitcher for us Blake Snell is a number 3
0: pitcher for us I mean we're kind which, of talking which about one of the Seattle guys Joe Kirby or Logan Gilbert is number one Gilbert okay yeah I mean that's there you go that's it I'm clean clean Kershaw sort of yeah we're going to we're going to take him before other people yeah and um it's funny because I think that I was there was some tipping point that was reached. I think it was that mm. that draft that we both had him in in mm. um, in TGFBI. Yeah, 20, was it twenty twenty? No, it was just, I think it was the twenty twenty one season, and we both
1: kind of got burned. <sighs> was it, but it, his value was so low. I know it but, didn't matter. But this, but this, I have the same opinion here. Like, tell me this isn't a really low value.
0: Yeah this is what i'm saying what i was going to do, this is this is a, we hit the tipping point at some point where it's like he went from being uh. overvalued because everybody was saying that he was going to get 30 extra innings pitched to him being undervalued because people were thinking he's going to be 20 fewer innings pitched yep oh, well. who are we doing next week tyler glass now time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z Thank you, Manner, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're luck to you, buddy. we' of luck to you, too.